this is Dr. Cheryl Peavy, and today I just want to have a quick teaching about being barren. I want to talk to you about what it's like to be barren. In my prayer time and my alone time with God, as I come and I sit in His presence, and as I was reading the Word, I was reading about Hannah. In 1 Samuel, very first chapter, it talks about Hannah. Now, my question to you is, have you ever in your life been barren? And when I'm asking this question, I'm not talking to to women. I'm talking to men as well. I'm asking, have you ever been barren? Have you ever wanted something that you couldn't produce. So, I remember when I was growing up, I was I was bullied, and I don't know why. Every day I would go to school, there was a boy who would take my lunch money, who would take the barrettes out of my hair, and would threaten to beat me up every single day. Let's talk about Hannah. Hannah was married to Elkaniah. And I apologize if I don't say these biblical names correctly because they're hard to say. But Hannah was married to Elkaniah as well as Elkaniah being married to Paniah at the same time. Well, Paniah had sons and daughters and Hannah was barren. And Paniah would bully and make fun of Hannah all the time that she saw her. So think about that. Think about being bullied. Think about something that's going on in your life or that you've experienced in your life where it constantly is at you. Whether it is a job, you're working at a job you don't like, whether you're in an abusive relationship or you are experiencing financial issues or you've even received a medical diagnosis that you don't even know what to do with. Imagine that at you all the time, or it's a parent or a friend or your partner always complaining or saying something about you that just made you feel worthless, made you feel hopeless, made you question your existence, made you feel like you weren't good enough, and you would try to figure out within yourself, what is going on? What have I done to be treated this way? What have I done to have these experiences in my life? So imagine being in Hannah's shoes, and that's what she was saying and feeling to herself. And she would hear it time after time whenever she saw Paniah. So this one particular time, Hannah was having dinner with her husband, Elkaniah. And he said to her, Am I not better than 10 sons? Have you ever heard that? Has anybody ever said to you when you're at a place where you're lacking and you're barren and someone says to you, or even in grief, let's see if we could touch upon grief because I've experienced that too. When somebody said to me when I was in, when I was grieving that, aren't you over that yet? Are you, why are you still grieving? So can you imagine someone that you love 
someone that matters to you, someone so close to you, says something to you to say, aren't I better than what you want? And it just, it just makes you go, what, really? That somebody would think so highly of themselves to believe that since you're barren, since you can't get what you're looking for, I, I'm a, I should be enough. Hannah didn't say anything. She just got up and she went to the temple. She went into the temple and the Eli, who is the priest of the temple, was sitting outside at the doorpost. So Hannah goes in and she pours out her heart to God. Have you ever done that when you are fighting for your life, when you are fighting for an answer, when you need help and you have nowhere else to go and you go into your prayer closet or your, wherever you are, you just stop and you just pray and you pour out your heart and soul to God and you just ask him to help you. Have you ever had that kind of place or been in that kind of place where you're praying like you've never prayed before and your soul is being poured out because you are at a place of Sheol in that in that journey and that walk where you're feeling like you're faced or you're in the valley of the shadow of death. Have you ever prayed a prayer to God like that? Well, Hannah, she was praying and she was praying from her soul that when Eli looked in, he saw her lips moving but didn't hear her prayer. So she, Eli thought she was drunk. And I wanted to, again, ask you, have you ever, like, again, had that type of prayer that you're just praying from your soul, where if somebody saw you praying, they would have thought, she's crazy, he's crazy, is he, is she drunk, is he drunk, or, oh gosh, they must be on drugs to, to be on the, a person on the outside looking at you and thinking that something's wrong with you, but it's not, you just praying to God, because that's all that you have left to do. So when Eli, Eli said to her, you know, you need to go now. You know, you're drunk. You need to stop this, basically. And she says, I'm not drunk. She says, I'm just praying. I'm praying to God, you know, with my afflictions, with provocation. And we know that God is Elroy because he sees our afflictions. And after she said that, Eli said, okay, well, you know, just go. And I pray that the Lord blesses your prayer. So she went on about her business. She went on about life. But have you ever came out the presence of God? And even though your situation hasn't changed, but you just being in his presence and you filled with the Holy Spirit just made you feel at peace. So when she walked out the temple, her countenance changed. She was at peace. And I know sometimes when I come out the prayer closet, and I'm not going to say sometimes, every single time that I leave out of my prayer closet of the presence with God, I am filled with the Holy Spirit and I'm at peace and I walk out in peace in the situation hasn't changed. I'm still barren. Hannah's situation didn't change. Even if you're being faced with a bully or even if you're being faced with obstacles with your health or your finances or with your job or with your relationships or with people talking about you and wanting you to be who they want you to be, even though the situation hasn't changed, would you still leave out of the presence of the Lord with peace? that transcends, that surpasses all understanding. She left out of the temple and she had peace. 
and she went on with her life. She didn't know when God was going to answer her, even if God was going to answer her prayer. I can't sit up here and tell you the second, the minute, the hour, the day, the week, the month or the year that your prayer will be answered. But I want you to know that when you're in the presence of God, his word is very clear that he hears all of those who call upon him. He hears your prayer. And the word also talks about that God's thoughts are not our thoughts and his ways are not our ways, declares the Lord. So how he sees and knows how something's going to be taken care of may not be the same way that we want it to be taken care of. But I want you to know, I want you to know, I want you to know that God causes all things to work together for the good of those who love him and who are called according to his purpose. It didn't say how long after she had been in the presence of the God, excuse me, presence of the Lord in the temple. But when she had relations with her husband, Hannah had relations with her husband, God remembered her and she had become pregnant. But before that, let's back up for a second. Even when she was in the temple and she was praying, she made a vow to God, if you give me this, I promise I will give you my son. If you hear your maidservant, I promise I will give you my son all the days of his life. Have you ever made a vow in prayer, begging God, if you save me, if you heal me, if you deliver me, if you bring in money, if you help me get a job, if you help me not lose my job, if you get me out of this abusive relationship, if you stop this boy from threatening to beat me up every day, if you help me, if you help me, I want to get pregnant. I want to have a baby. If you help me with everything that I'm asking for, I've been going through. If you help me, I promise God I'll be better. I promise God to do this. I promise I'll give you back this. I promise I'll go to church. I promise we make all these promises when we're in the presence, when we are begging to be helped. We make those vows. And that's what Hannah did. She made a vow and God heard her vow. And I'm not saying every single time we make vows that God is going to hear us, our vows, but that's what we do when we are in desperation, when we are losing hope. We hang on to that and we go in prayer and we beg. I remember I, um, I was losing a loved one and I begged and begged and begged God, please don't take that person away. I promise you, if you don't take them away, I will do better. I will do this. I will do that. So we make all these vows and promises to God. Sometimes God knows we're not going to be able to keep the vows that we say, but still he hears us. So Hannah became pregnant. And after the baby was weaned, she took him to the temple. She brought sacrifices. Excuse me. She brought a sacrifice as well. And she gave Samuel to the church. So I just want to encourage you today, no matter what you're going through, this barren state that you feel, that God hears you, that he will meet you where you are at. You don't have to worry. Because when we worry, 
It makes us anxious. When we worry, that puts us in a state of fear. And we're not supposed to be that way because that's not of God. And I'm not saying it's easy because it isn't easy because I've been in a place of fear and anxiety and stress and overwhelm and, and begging and crying and pleading. When I get in the presence of God, the Holy Spirit fills me up. And I thank Jesus that Jesus is our, is our healer. He's our hope. What he did for us, dying on the cross for us, and how valuable we are to, to God. We are the apple of his eye. We are his workmanship. Your name is engraved on the palm of his hand. He is good to all he created. That is in Psalms, towards the end of Psalms. And I think it's Psalm 145. But I encourage you to read the last five Psalms because it will blow your mind. It teaches you. It shows you who God is, his character, his nature, his loving kindness, his his great he's great his power his dominion who he is it just flows and you see God in a different light and I just want to just thank you for listening today and I hope that me teaching about being barren will inspire you and give you hope to know that you're not alone that God hears you and he will answer you And he is our redeemer. He is our hope. He is our love. He is our father. And he cares so much for us. Remember John 3, 16. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son for us. That's how much he loves you. And that's how much he loves me.